Hi everyone, thank you for tuning into my ministry, Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is May 5th, 2023. Today we are continuing in Genesis. We have been reading the Holy Bible one chapter at a time, and we are on chapter 9. Today's song had a little trouble picking a song for today, but I'm going to give you the song I Stand Amazed by Candy Pearson Shelton. I hope that you look up the song with lyrics and sing the song to God's ears. Today's scripture, of course, will be found in the book of Genesis, chapter 9, but we are also going to read one verse from Leviticus, chapter 20, verse 11. Today's chapter goes into uh, the covenant of the rainbow, and such an important promise because God says this is what I'm going to do I'm going to I'm never going to flood the earth again and uh, as a reminder I'm going to put a, a bow in the sky his rainbow that he will never again flood the entire earth by flood ever again as I mentioned in the previous message or when we read chapter 8, he, when he returns, we can be assured that the current earth that we're living in will be annihilated with fire. So hopefully you'll be on the right side of God, literally, when that happens, because hallelujah, he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth for us. How beautiful is that promise? We'll talk a little bit about the chapter after we are finished reading. So if you want to grab your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 9. Okay, so let's get started. Grab your Bibles. Chapter 9, Covenant of the Rainbow. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you and the terror of you will be on every beast of the earth and on every bird of the sky with everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are given. Every moving thing that is alive shall be food for you. I give all to you as I gave the green plant. Only you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. Surely I will require your life blood. From every beast I will require it. And from every man, from every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. As for you, be fruitful and multiply. 
populate the earth abundantly and multiply in it. Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, Now behold, I myself do establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, of all that comes out of the ark, even every beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you, and all flesh shall never again be cut off by the water of the flood, neither shall there again be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I am making between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all successive generations. I set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. It shall come about when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow will be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And never again shall the water become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the cloud, then I will look upon it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. I want to read that verse again. And God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Now the sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the whole earth was populated. Then Noah began farming and planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk and uncovered himself inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were turned away so that they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine, he knew what his youngest son had done to him. So he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, he shall be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. 
Noah lived 350 years after the flood. So all the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. Pause. So this chapter, it goes from promises to curses. And you know, interesting, interestingly enough, at the beginning of the chapter, God blesses Noah and his sons. And he again speaks his word to him. He says, he speaks, tells him, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God put in the ark Noah's wife, the mother of Ham, Shem, and Japheth. He also put in the ark Ham, Shem, and Japheth's wives for a reason. So they could multiply and fill the earth. Where have we heard those words before in Genesis 1, where he tells, God tells Adam and Eve to multiply and fill the earth, but then the world got crazy. There were mixing of the kinds, and God said, that's it. I'm going to destroy all mankind and everything that had li li the life's breath in it, all perished, all died. And God starts over again with Noah, his wife, his sons, and their wives, and the specific animals and birds and and uh, creeping things that he puts in the ark. But he also tells them that something new, because he says, the fear of you and the terror of you will be on every beast of the earth and on every bird of the sky and with everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are given. I believe in Genesis it says that all these are created and, and, and into your hand they are, they are given. But with Noah he says they're all going to be afraid of you. The beasts the birds, the creeping things, and, and the fish, they will all uh, fear man, and the terror of man will be on them, on all of them. And sometimes when I read that, I think, oh, I don't think I, I think I'm more terrified of the bear than the bear is me. <laughs> um, but, I, I just, I, I wonder about, um, like, human, mankind uh, got crazy, if all the animals got crazy. I know, I, I saw a documentary of a man, uh, and he decided that if God said that all the animals, including the fish, were to have the fear of man, then he was going to get into... Uh, the ocean where he knew there were going to be sharks. And of course, of course, he learned of what to do and what not to do to not uh, provoke a shark. 
certain clothes he had to wear uh, and what to do, what not to do. And he was told now to have eye contact with the shark and not stare away. <laughs> because once you lose that eye contact, something could happen. And so it was amazing, this documentary, and I watched it, and he, uh, the, the shark, I should say sharks, left him alone. Uh, I'm really tired this morning, but that was a really great documentary where he, he I guess, tested <laughs> what the Bible said with a shark. And anyway, it was just amazing. So I'll move on to the next piece, which God goes on to say that uh, that every every moving thing that is alive shall be food for you. He doesn't exclude anything here, uh, but he just mentions don't eat its blood. Don't eat its blood with its life because he will require your, your life's blood from every beast. He says, I will require it. And from every man, from every man's brother, I will require the life's blood. So here he says, whoever sheds man's blood. And that he makes us in his image and he goes on to say, well, you know, and I know a lot of like soldiers look probably read this and oh gosh can't shed anybody's blood you know they're in combat and they they kill someone later on we'll read where god words things a little bit differently but i think in here it says perhaps it Maybe it's another passage where it says innocent blood. So you just don't go around murdering people. That is not allowed. That God will require that person's life's blood on you if you, you're murdering people or have murdered someone. And uh, I always take that literal not, uh, for the for when I eat meat. I don't. I want it cooked pretty good, or I sop up all the blood. My husband says that. It, what he feels God means is if you kill an animal out in the wild and you just don't even cook it and you just drink in the blood, that that's what, that's what God is referring to. Well, uh, I don't know who's, who's right. He, uh, we're, we're never going to do that, my husband and I, but you know, I, it, he likes his steak medium rare and I do too, but I always sop up any with my, take my paper towel and I just, I, I, I just don't appreciate that on my on my plate. I won't eat it. Uh, so, but then God speaks again, and He says to Noah and his, and his sons, saying, "Behold, I'm going to put my my covenant. I'm going to establish a covenant with you, and I'm going to put a bow in the sky. And this, and, and not only for for Noah and his sons, He speaks to them, but He also says He's going to establish His covenant with them and with their descendants and every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth. All who had come into the ark, he's establishing his covenant with all, not just man. And so the animals, when they see the rainbow, they remember. It, this is from generation to generation, he puts in here. 
He will never again flood the earth. He will never again destroy the earth. And he, this is a sign of the covenant, the bow, the, the rainbow, for you and every creature, for all successive generations. All successive generations. And so he puts his bow up there and as a reminder to him, to God, that he will never again uh, destroy the earth by water. And he establishes this covenant. He says, between me and all flesh that is on the earth. So he goes on to name who his sons are and then Noah. You know, one of the first things he does is farms and he plants a vineyard for the wine and he gets drunk and he goes to bed and uh, Ham, <laughs> Ham decides to go in there and the words are uh, that Noah, he drank of the wine and became drunk and uncovered himself in, inside his tent. And then Ham goes in and sees the nakedness, saw the nakedness of his father. And then the brothers said, uh-uh. They, they, they went in walking backwards and covered, covered up the father. And then they came out. And then when Noah wakes up, he realizes what has just been done. And when Noah woke, awoke from his wine, he knew what his youngest son had done to him. So he curses Canaan and he blesses Shem and his descendants and Ham and his, sorry, and Japheth's descendants. So Ham is cursed because of what he did. And I just want to say, you know, this is a, this is a huge curse. Beginning with Canaan and that bloodline is cursed now because of what had happened in this, in this uh, passage, in this history. And I'm thinking, you know, when I was a first, when I first started reading the Bible, I thought, well, did he accidentally walk in there and he saw his, saw his dad naked and then he came back out and then he was punished so severely for having done that? I don't think so. Because let's go to Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 11. It says this. If there is a man who lies with his father's wife, he has uncovered his father's nakedness. Both of them shall surely be put to death. Their blood guiltness, guiltiness is upon them. Pause. When I read that, then I think, oh man, he had sex with his mom. Because it says, if there is a man who lies with his father's wife, he has uncovered his father's nakedness. And what does it say in Genesis? says Ham went in and saw his uh, where does it say sorry saw the nakedness of his father 
I think it meant that Ham had sexual relations with his mother because of the punishment that's so severe here. Cursed forever, this, this, this bloodline. And, you know, there's other, other people that think that that means that while Noah was so drunk, he had sexual relations with his father. So there is that third theory that Ham had sexual relations with his father. And in this day and age, because the rainbow is now used as the flag for the LGBTQ plus community, it kind of like, oh, sh I wonder if God is making this connection. It just bothers me immensely. I get angry when the gay flag is the rainbow. It's like they're spitting in God's face or slapping God's face. Say, saying God is making a covenant between himself and the gay community and putting his stamp of approval on it. The, it's the mind, the minds of, of to me, I don't, I don't know if most of them know the covenant, what, what it, what that covenant means, what the rainbow truly means between God and, and all the earth, that he will never again flood the earth. Do they not realize? Yes, they realize. Some may not. But man, you're going to be in big trouble big trouble so i don't know did ham have relates did he have sexual relations with his mom i i think at the very least he did at the very most it was with his dad because there's another story in this and we haven't gotten there story of sodom and gomorrah when Lot and his two daughters and his wife come out of, uh, they flee, they're able to flee, but they don't go where they're supposed to go. Lot decides, well, he, he's too fearful of that. He wants to go to another place. And the wife looks back and then she gets turned into a pillar of salt. But then Lot gets extremely intoxicated. He gets very, very drunk. And then the daughters, they're, they panic and, oh, we're not going to have any children because it's just us and our dad. And they got one gets him drunk and has sex with his dad, with her dad. And then the other one gets him drunk and has sex with his dad. And I, I, I really, I don't believe it. They got pregnant on the first try. They probably kept getting him drunk and kept having sex until they both had a baby. So this is very common where I, the drunk, the wine must have been so very potent that one could sleep through it. Whatever the case, Ham did something really bad and was cursed for life for having done so. And 
Shem and Japheth obviously had the fear of the Lord and would never in a million years do such thing, such a thing. And they were blessed. They were blessed. Interesting chapter. It goes from a, from a beautiful promise to a curse. And we will read chapter 10 as soon as possible. I'll probably read another psalm uh, next time around when I come on. The next chapter goes into the descendants of Noah. And we'll read that as soon as we can. So yes, if you're out there in the LGBTQ plus community and you don't know about the covenant that God himself, our creator, that rainbow, he put up there for a promise that he would never flood the earth again. To remind him to not flood the earth again. And you're using that rainbow on your flag. I suggest to you to take it down, destroy it. And even the motto, pride, that's a humongous sin to be prideful. So we've got two wicked, wicked things that the LGBTQ plus community is holding on to and promoting. using the precious rainbow as their flag. And the word pride. The devil got into that mind of being pride and anybody that follows in that follows the way of the world is prideful and in both the rainbow flag and the pride that is attached to this group their abominations to the Lord they're there it's, it's wicked wicked ideas think about such things that you're you are uh, you really crossed some big lines there pray to get out of that mindset pray to get out of that community get your bible out read 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 Listen to God's voice as he speaks. The Bible will say, God said, God said, God said, God said. The God that created the heavens and the earth spoke. And he became 
he became a human being when he came down to be born of the Virgin Mary to teach us about himself. And he was still speaking. He's still speaking today. God speaks. Listen to him. On the Mount of Transfiguration, when Jesus, Jesus is uh, the apostles, Peter and John, I believe, witness Jesus speaking to Moses and Elijah. And God says, when, after Peter says, should I build three tabernacles, one for, one for us and one for Moses and one for Elijah? And God spoke and he said, listen to my son. When he returns, he says, as in the days of Noah, it's going to be like that. Well, he's going to get rid of everybody that does not believe in, in the Son of God and what the Son of God did. It'll be like the days of Noah. And there'll be weddings and laughter and carrying on. When God says, oh, your time's up. Get right with God. Listen to him. Listen to him. Listen to him. You're either going to be blessed or you're going to be cursed. In the last message when I read Psalm 30, I wrote in the show notes that God doesn't punish us. He disciplines us. I said in the message that he punishes us, but God says he disciplines his children. So I just wanted to correct that, that he does promise to discipline us. So we, we go through the refiner's fire naturally. If we become born again, it's for a reason. We didn't want to be that other person. We, we are now born again, a new creation. But God still has to work in us. He has to do his good work in us and clean us up. And through that comes discipline. But it doesn't last forever. Praise the Lord and praise the Lord. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and end there. I hope this message helps someone out there. It's always my goal. If you're going through it, you're going to be okay. God is with you. God is with you. I... Uh, Yesterday, I was so tired, so tired. And I had a lot of pain. My husband and I had gone fishing, and uh, <laughs> my legs are really sore. And I, anyway, I, I was just trying to get ready for the day, and I was struggling. I was tired, and I was in pain, and I was just complaining. It's like, oh, I just want to be done getting ready for the day. And 
God always will put a little reminder in my noggin. Stop complaining. Somebody might, somebody else has it worse. And I always think now of my sister when she had the brain uh, cancer. And it took away her ability to do the most simplest, simple of things, putting, combing her hair, putting her hair up. She couldn't take a shower. Her whole entire left side was paralyzed. And so it just puts me back into being thankful. <laughs> How quickly God works with me. I remember when your sister couldn't do what you're doing. You're, you're so tired and you're, you're complaining that you're having to brush your hair out now. So I get a lot of tangles and I was like, oh, I can't wait to get this done. And, and I was like, oh, that's right, Lord. That's right, Lord. That's right, Lord. And when I had frozen shoulder once, I could not put my hair up. We take the most, we take things for granted. Find the blessing. Ask God to help help remind you of why you shouldn't be complaining. I've asked him to do that. I, I, pray, I pray for that. I pray for boldness. I pray for all of it. I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray for all things. I pray in all things. Of course, I yesterday I was like, oh, Lord help me. Lord help me. Lord help me. And he did. He helped me. All the glory to God. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.